you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. Episode number two this week. Our first week back in Studio 66 since our uh, since our wonderful trip out to New York City. But the good times don't stop from that trip to New York City because in just a matter of moments here, one, if not two, maybe even three of the world champion Seattle Seahawks are going to come walking through the door. It was cool. Let me say hello to the to my main man seated to my immediate right here from NFL Network and NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop with you, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Another, sure. Another splendid week out here in Southern California. Oh, I, it's more than that. I, I mean, feel it's spoiled. It, like, it, I it's feel crazy bad. how nice it is. It's 80 degrees and crystal blue skies right now. It's the rest of the nation, it seems, with the pos- possible exception of Florida. I don't know what's going on down there. <laughs> but it seems like everybody else is under snow and frigid conditions mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Um, while it's sunny here. But as I drove in to the NFL Network here in Culver City on the West Coast Nerve Center of the uh, of the NFL, I was I, I was welcomed by, well, I don't think they were there for me, there were probably 20 Seahawks fans waiting. See, people There's like 20 running. of them this week. Oh, they're all gathered today. right on the corner waiting to see them. Yeah. It started off earlier this week, there was two people who were kind of, and I'm always surprised that it didn't doesn't happen more. That people just don't hang out and, you know, hey, you know, because somebody, somebody famous will be driving in. But uh, 20, that's pretty, pretty Yeah, nice. there's a gaggle of them. I wonder how they know. Well, we talked earlier this week. Well, it's not hard to miss the building. It's 
says NFL Network. Right I know side. you're right about that. You would think that with all the tour buses and you know people going around with their Hollywood maps looking for people, that you would see people stake out the NFL in hopes bit. of seeing a uh, a football player to roll through here. Either way, so yes, yeah, so the Seahawks fans are out in force, or at least to some degree, right now, waiting for that. On uh, on our first episode this week, we had a wonderful conversation with Michael Bennett. Michael, who who announced that maybe because his brother is Martellus Bennett, which mm. is a cooler name, and he understands that Michael Bennett gets it. Ma- Martellus is a cooler name, so he decided from this point forward that he may start going by Michael X. Mm-hmm. And we 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 really talked about a lot of different things. So go back and listen to that episode of uh, of the DDFP, and and also rank. Here's some good news. That's rearview mirror looking ahead, though. Guess who's coming up after these? whichever one of these Seahawks or a couple of them come through here? We're going to be talking with one of our favorites from 2013. AJ Hawk? No, no, no. Oh. Not that he was our very favorite. Right. He was our number one favorite. But one of the, the candidates for the 2013 Shecky Award for Best Football Playing Guest on the podcast last year, Jared Allen. Oh. I, I don't want to say. I almost said of the Minnesota Vikings, but he's not properly he's of the Vikings. He's a free agent. So we'll kibitz with him about that. And, of course, maybe we can re- revisit. We'll see how much time he has. We talked the last time about which mascots. It's one of my favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. Fox Sports 1, I noticed, started doing a thing with it. Donovan McNabb has an ad where they're talking about who would win in a fight, an eagle or a titan. And, of course, as I always say, a titan would win a fight among all the NFL mascots because mm-hmm. a titan is a god and it has a lightning bolt and can blow you up and is immortal. So by definition, what would you ever do? He's, he's immortal. You can't kill him. Mm-hmm. Saint is maybe the only thing, but a saint, again, by its nature, probably is conflict adverse. That's how you get to be a saint. You don't make right. war. You make love. It's you understand? True. But isn't that the ultimate power? Mm. You've given me a lot to think about, Adam. You've given me a lot to think about. But real quick, so here's what Jared Allen had to say about going up against a jet. You couldn't beat a jet. I couldn't beat a jet in the air, but what's a jet going to do to me on the ground? True enough, yeah. But then again, what are you going to do to the the jet? Light it on fire. Oh. See, he had all his bases covered there. Hey, it's uh, Valentine's Day. Does he get matches? That's, Never thought about it then. That didn't one. think about that. Is he going to have time to stop down and uh, Whoa, bump on. a couple rocks together and make it, or do the spinny thing with the stick? I've watched that movie Castaway, and it's supposed to be a reflection on what would we do as individuals if we were in the same situation. What I would do is die because I would yeah. never be able to figure out the fire thing. That would be the end of me right there. Yeah, I'd bail. Hanks's thing, like he figures out in Castaway, he makes a fire, and this is how he sustains life early on. Damashek dead. Dead on the beach, you know? You just find my skeleton, the next person who got cast away from like, society. Like from Pirates of the Caribbean. I would just be sitting there holding a bucket of, you know, <laughs> empty packages or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but it's Valentine's Day, and uh, or it's Valentine's Week, and so it, it requires my, my annual, uh, you know, thing. I can't, you know, this holiday. Mm-hmm. When, what gives? Who decided... That one half of our because it's you know they make like they pretend as though mm-hmm. it's for lovers, right. but it's not for lovers. It's not. It's for women Absolutely. who have a lover. Mm-hmm. And if you ha- and first of all, it makes women who don't have a lover feel bad. Of it course. makes them feel sad about themselves. Very true. You know that's not. It's not an inclusive holiday. Christmas. You know Thanksgiving. You know. Thanksgiving, if you can't be with family, you can't be around friends, and that's but you sad. you can still go to Boston Market. Yeah. That w- 
that's true. But or I'm sure somebody, you know, 99.9% of us have somewhere where we can go. You sure. know, there's oh, some absolutely. friend. But this is this is by definition it it, it excludes you if you don't have a lover. Mm-hmm. And if you do, what's the benefit to the fella? There's no benefit. Wow. You have to buy a gift. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to take them out to fancy dinner. Mm-hmm. And now I see all these commercials going these days. Mm-hmm. All the all the ad campaigns revolve around guys saying, "Guys, you know that if you don't come home with flowers, you're you know." And and then they get testimonies from guys like, "Yep, if I I show up on Valentine's Day without flowers, I'm on the couch that night." If that's true, then I don't think you've picked a great lady. No. <laughs> She banishes you to the couch because you didn't get her chocolates or flowers on Valentine's Day. And it's, it's a terrible your, holiday. And if it's your first one, set the bar very low. Yes. Do something terrible because then if you're going to stick with this young lady through, you know, the rest of your life, you don't really have much to really – there's not a, a point where she'll look back and be like, you know, when we were first dating, you took me to the top of, you know, you, know, you took me to the That's most expensive right. restaurant in town and bought me flowers and all that stuff. Because then that becomes the expectation. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a guy who comes out and hits three hundred during his rookie season. Well, you're expected to hit three hundred throughout the rest of your career. It's if why I right. It's the Joe Charbonneau syndrome. If you yeah. don't know who he is, he was the 1980 American League uh, Rookie of the Year. Then what happened to him? Nothing. Nothing. You don't want to be that. No. That's not who you want to be. I say all the time, family members. Well, sometimes question why? Hey, Dave, we didn't hear from you. It was so and so's birthday, and you didn't call. Yeah, I never call. You see, it's the un- I've set the expectation. The bar is set low. Mm-hmm. Now, if you do call every birthday and then you fail to do so, stinks on you. True, you know. True story. What do you think about uh, the the uh, Derek Jeter? Jazz? Speaking of birthdays, guys. Uh, hey, happy birthday, Black Tie! Wait, Not my what? birthday. Did yet. we forget your birthday? It will be in about if it, if you say. Eight. Uh, nine days. Okay. Heads up. But I don't like way, when people do the, it's it's in the next six months. Speaking of birthdays, though, how do you guys feel about, in today's social media crazy world, about posting happy birthdays on people's walls? I'm very against it. I feel like it's very, like the whole wall, it's like you end up, with, wake up the next day and you have like 300 posts of happy birthday. It's not, you haven't spoken to me in like three or four years. Don't, because Facebook reminding you it's my birthday. There's no need to say happy birthday like you really know me. You know, that's hmm. how I feel. I, all right. You so know what I, I did last year? I actually turned my wall off and and, and sorted out to see who's actually going to message me, text oh. or message me. Those are the people who really reach out to you and care. Don't say happy birth- birthday to me just because Facebook reminded you to. That's, and I, that's all it is. That's so true. And I, I hate the people who are now so lazy. They just put HB. Like HB. HBD, yeah. I left, somebody did that to me on my birthday and I replied with an F you. <laughs> I don't like the as I've said before that what's way worse than that the HB is terrible it's awful it's yeah it's very bad but worse than that is RIP I don't understand <laughs> you know all these acronyms that we have now LOL and so on and they all make me sick they make me equally sick and no grown human being should be using those at, at each other and uh you know what's what's a, what are the other ones you only live once yolo 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 oh, and lol that, and this, all these this, this history this must be the first time ever we have a drake reference on the podcast Damn right? Drake saying yolo yeah that was drake who he's really it. wait he's responding yes him it's drake yeah drake he, that phrase drake yeah drake came up with that yeah i don't YOLO. know i can't that. believe ask, ask the seahawks when they walk well in. but let drake me tell you this 
YOLO. R.I.P. is the bad one because somebody has died. Rip. They've lived a life and now they go R.I.P. You can't write out rest in peace. That's, I blame the guy. I blame the guy who was doing the headstone back in mm-hmm. the 18th century or 19th century who invented this. Again, this was a short Friday. He wanted to get out of the office right. nice and early. And he went, now, all right, we'll talk about this later. So he just did R.I.P. Yeah. Well, somebody died. So he could get uh, out of there. He could, didn't want to engrave, and then it catches on. All right, enough of that, because in the Studio 66 walks two Super Bowl champions. Uh, one joined us back in the summertime, and, and we enjoyed him quite a bit. Yeah. It's Michael Robinson. And then the other man sitting in front of us here, mm-hmm. Rank, I kibitzed with on Media Day. Now, Jermaine Curse. Chop, chop. That's his name. Chop, chop, chop. Chop, chop. chop. Jermaine Curse, let's revisit our conversation about two weeks ago. Media Day, I said to you, I didn't want your jive. I visited Doug Baldwin first, and then I came and visited you. I said to you this at the time, do you feel personally? Now, I know you want to ring, you want the Seahawks to win a Super Bowl and so on, but did you feel personally sad that Percy Harvin was likely going to take some snaps away from you you were conflicted. How do you say about that now? Do you look back on that and remember that? No, yeah, I, I remember that. But I mean, everything worked out. It did. I was going to say because you <laughs> made the right call. You made one of the more <laughs> iconic touchdowns, I would say, in forty-eight years of Super Bowl. Two, not one, but two three sixties on the same play. See, that's the thing. You know, I just make the most of all the opportunities that I get. So, you know, if I'm in the game, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna. Try to shine. Well, and you did. You you were <laughs> terrific. Chop, chop. I hear you, man. You feel me? Good job, man. <laughs> did you, Michael Robinson, first of all, muzzle tough to you on uh, on getting the Super Bowl ring, did you feel like you played well in the Super Bowl? Well, I, yeah. I felt like I did pretty well. I mean, we didn't we didn't have to do much base. We didn't have to really line up and, and run it down their throat. It felt like every pass play we called, guys were open and making the play. So, uh, special teams, yeah, I got in on some tackles, you know. <laughs> That's about it. We won the ring, so I'm happy. I want it because I I find that a fascinating thing is that now we know Curse gets in the end zone, so we know that was a good game. But I do think it won't be weird if you win a Super Bowl, but but you think like, yeah, I kind of stunk, and I don't know if I really deserve to <laughs> to celebrate here. Does anybody say that after the game? Like you, hey uh, Joe Schmo, you didn't play. Yeah, wait, well. who 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 didn't play well? Uh, Let's go. Have we broke down the film? Yeah. Uh, I- when when you beat a team forty three to eight, yeah. there's not a lot of guys that didn't. There's not a lot of guys that didn't play well. So uh, I think I think guys, we might have played our best game of the season. Yeah, actually, true. seriously, seriously. Three I know phases. from a special team standpoint, the last two games of, the, of uh, that we played, the Super Bowl and NFC Championship, were our two best performances special team wise yeah. all year. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I want to go through it. I want to hear what it was like as much as we possibly can, uh, as you can pull the curtain back. First of all, let's start out with the NFC title game. And right after, when did you guys become aware that Richard Sherman's post game, the, the 30 seconds or whatever, directly after that game, had, uh, had to some degree, obscured the previous glorious three and a half hours? When did you guys become aware? Wow, this is this is everything. All, all anybody's yeah. talking about is Sherman's comments. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware of it until I got into the locker room and uh, a reporter said something to me. It was like, oh, my God, did you see Sherman? I'm like, what happened? And they told me what happened. I went over and talked to Sherman. He said, dude, 
All I did was try to shake his hand, you know, and he he swung on me. So, uh, <laughs> well, come on, that was silly. What do you want? But come I found on. out. Jermaine yeah. Curse. He wouldn't go up to Richard Sherman. Wouldn't have gone up to Michael Crabtree if Crabtree had just caught uh, caught the touchdown pass and said, "Hey, good game, man." He wouldn't have done that. So that's that's a little silly, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, Sherman, he did say good game. He did though. say, you, you, he did you say good it, game. He did. It, he was mic'd up, and he said, <laughs> "Hell of a game." But he wouldn't have done well, it if, is, if Crabtree had just caught a touchdown pass and spiked it and you, they were going to the yeah, Super Bowl. But, but he wouldn't it, have, I don't know if you noticed, but earlier in that game, Sherm got called for a pass interference. He broke up a play on Crabtree, but before he even knew it was pass interference, he was dapping him up and hitting him oh, on top was. of his head saying, good, good route. So he did. He does give props to guys who play well against. Him. All right. I don't want to. I don't believe me. I don't want to talk about Richard Sherman, but I do find it interesting. And we talked to Michael Bennett, who going forward, you guys should know, is now going to be called uh, Michael X. He he decided that he wants to be X, which will look cool on the back of the jersey. You got to admit that. Um, but is it going to be X singular, or is there going to be a period there? Call him Dollar Bill. He's about to get paid. Yes, Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah, you're right about that. What do you guys think, though? And I don't want to get all heavy with the Michael Sam business, but I do think in that that there's some sort of a connection between you guys for at least the last three weeks have largely, in spite of this being the most glorious time in, in the franchise's history, have spent a fair amount of time answering questions about another player. And as I said to Michael Bennett, you guys all have egos or else you wouldn't be professional athletes. So is it weird to just, like, go ask him. I don't want to, why do I have to answer questions? And that's what whoever drafts Michael Sam, the players on that team, are going to have to do. Is that going to be annoying for whoever gets him? I know, uh, me personally, I can only speak for myself. Yeah, you, it will get kind of annoying. You know, it will get. I can see how it can be a distraction, um, but you know, it's what the kid did. You know what I mean? He has a lot of courage to be able to come out with with something like that. And I think the I think the reason why so many guys are getting asked so many questions about him is because this has never been done before, mm-hmm. and uh, this is uncharted territory. And I'm I'm really interested to see how this is going to change the work environment, how this is going to change the locker room dynamic. I don't know about you, Curse. What you think? No, yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, it it's going to bring a lot to whoever drafts him or picks him up, you know, it's going to bring a lot to that locker room, you know. There's going to be a lot of attention focused on that certain topic, you know. So I, I can see uh, players getting a, a little annoyed with it just because they're trying to focus on the task at hand of playing football when they're worrying about worrying about that. That's what I, th- I – it's not like I think and I'm not putting words in your mouth. I don't think people – I don't I don't get uh, the idea that many 25-year-old people now in the U.S. of A. in 2014 really care that much because, you know, 30 years ago, 50 years ago, you probably didn't have as many, you know, a, a, a pair, you know visible um, examples. But now I think everybody, you know, oh, I have a, a brother, I have yeah. my friends, yeah. whatever. So, so that uh, greases the skids a little bit. But I do think, like it's like Tim Tebow with the Jets. They got so you. They clearly tired of answering questions about Tim Tebow constantly. Leave me alone. Go bug <laughs> him if you want to ask him questions. I, uh, ask me about me. You know. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really think Michael Sam's success is going to depend on how he individually handles this, or how he, the, the, how he answers the questions, how he jokes and makes light of things in the locker mm-hmm. room so that just kind of the issue kind of just goes to the side. I used an example yesterday. Uh, we have a guy on our team who's deaf, uh, Derek Coleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays fullback. He's our backup fullback. And, you know, he he came right in and made light of it. Like, 
dude, you got to talk louder. I can't hear you. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, yeah, we go back and forth, guys talking, you know, and, and, and crack jokes. But because he made light of it, it's kind of like, yeah, we can talk about you. But if I hear somebody else talking about you, we're going to fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's kind of yeah. like, you know, our little brother or something. So I think it's going to depend on how Michael Sam, you know, kind of makes lighter things and, and, and makes it lighthearted, at, you know, at work. Um, all right. Now let's jump to the night before the Super Bowl. Did you guys sleep well? I slept, I slept like a baby. Awesome. Did you I really? Slept. So awesome. you were up every two hours and you soiled yourself? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have much experience yeah. with babies. They're up every two hours. <laughs> once I get my, once I eat my ice cream, before I eat, I eat ice cream before every game, or before uh, every night, I'm out. What flavor, first of all? It's chocolate ice cream with mm -hmm. hot fudge on it. Every, That's every a night. lot of chocolate. You I get know. that room service or what? Uh, it's during our uh, team meal. Oh, ah. so they always so they know that curse has to have I that. They, I don't think they necessarily know, but it's there. What? <laughs> if, wouldn't that be funny? It's a good thing you went chocolate, because what if you did have one that was further out there and was like, well, we we just don't have the the uh, cookie dough that you like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you'd be like, well, I need it, or else I can't perform tomorrow, <laughs> you know? And then you make be, then you get. So, but now, well, now that you're a Super Bowl hero, I think you can make demands of like, I want. <laughs> yeah, the, let's I change want, the chocolate. I want to something I'm favorite, man, you know, uh, I, I gotta stick. I'm gonna. If it ain't broke, I ain't gonna fix it. You know. Fair what within what? So, talk about talking about uh, your teammates too much. Everybody with the Skittles business with the with the running back on your team, and you don't get any noise from the. You need. That's it. They're gonna start throwing chocolate fudge. ice cream. Yeah, they start throwing fudge. Right. Fryers <laughs> showing up with the big cartons of ice cream, ice cream cones pelting you on the field. But you, I want Briars. Briars or Baskin Robbins endorsement opportunity for yeah. Jermaine Curse, and with the whirling dervish, maybe it should be like a chocolate shake or something because you know you know how to spin and everything. That, that's what's funny because I no, I love chocolate shakes. Do you really? Yeah. Whenever I go to like Baskin Robbins, I don't get a cup of ice cream. No, I get a chocolate shake. I like to get a shake too. Can I tell you something? This is. I think you'll. I mean, if you're committed a hundred percent to chocolate, will you ever deviate from chocolate, or is, or or is that it? That's I, the only one. You know, I, I try other things, but that's just my go-to. Can I tell you what's what my favorite one is? What's that? Mint chip. I don't like mint, mint. chip. What do you mean? You know, I don't like mint chocolate. Mint I don't like mint good, chip. Man. I don't like. Yeah. Thank you, so, Michael Robinson, good, yeah. bringing some sense to the yeah. conversation. <laughs> nah. You know, how old are you, Curse? Twenty-four. I turned yeah. twenty-four on Thursday. He's a, he's a young really? guy. Yeah, happy, he's a young guy. happy birthday! I turned thirty-one on the same day. Uh, you know? Oh yeah, we cool. got the same birthday. <laughs> Wait a second! It's yeah. your birthday in Studio sixty-six as we as no, we. No, not today. Not today. Our birth, last Thursday. Both of our birthdays last Thursday. was last Thursday. Oh, last Thursday. Yes. Oh, happy birthday to you both. That's Thank terrific. You. I would have had had we known, I would have had a chocolate shake, shake and a right mint chocolate chip shake. Let's take them to In and Out right now. Yeah, an In and Out burger. Well, they got the shakes at In and Out. Yeah. Oh, that. Reminds me. See, they should be eating burgers. We, you know, I talked to Bennett about this too. We talked to X, I should say, about this the other day. What's with Earl Thomas with his? He's tweeting out, "Oh, the workouts begin now. Let's get back to it." Ah, cut that! Cut it out! It's showing me up first of all, and he's showing up the two of you and everybody else. No, no, enough you, with you, these workouts. You, you got to understand though, Earl Thomas. You don't know is a, Earl. He's a different guy. You don't know when Earl. I say different. He stays in that mode. He's one of those guys we're going to talk about in 20 years and yes. say that he revolutionized that position. I mean, he, he stays in game mode all the time. 24-7. All the time. I, I heard when he came out to um, 
to um, to, to the studios. He had his iPad with him the whole time watching film between breaks. I don't this like hard workers season. like that. That's that's not a good message. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I think he's going to be greater. I mean, that's Earl, man. He's a different beast now. So, yeah, yeah. I really do believe he's working out right, right now. All right, draft analyst Bucky Brooks told us a story of how he uh, he criticized Earl Thomas's game when he was getting in the draft once. And Earl Thomas, to this day, remembers. And he came up to him during the Seahawks camp, went right, right at Bucky Brooks to tell him, I remember what you said about me. I remember what you said about me. So it makes sense what you're saying. Motivation. Chip on the shoulder. shoulder, You guys are all big on that, right? It seems like the Seahawks, first of all, over the last quarter century, no team has won a title of any significance without saying, no one outside this locker room believed in us. I get a little tired of that, frankly. But individually, I feel like the Seahawks are a team that didn't have a lot of that, that you guys had a lot of doubters is that is that i mean is that's that, accurate that's that's very accurate pete pete, pete understood that it, you, you need something else to get a championship mm-hmm. you can't just have talent you just can't have a great quarterback can't have just just a great defense it was that's something that you can't really buy you can't really go out and draft that 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 that's something that edge and if you notice especially it's it's especially embodying our defense and special teams, they play with an edge mm-hmm. because guys got cut. I got cut from San Francisco. Guys, you know, Jermaine wasn't drafted. There were guys that, you know, would think that you should be a first rounder, got drafted in the fourth and fifth round. It's, all, it's stories like that all across our roster. And I think that that, that kind of, I don't know, that kind of, that style shows up on game day. Um, so, I, first of all, I can't imagine both of you guys slept like babies, you say. Slept or like not babies. like babies, but you slept Wait. through the night. I, two talent I'm RPMs, man. Two talent RPMs. I was out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I, I had a little see. help. I had a little help. I was all yeah. natural. Sleep. How could that be? Just... How could that be? I, I, I listen. Well, this if... is what, you know why? Because they looked and they said, oh, we're playing Peyton Manning in a big game. Done and done. We're <laughs> well, good. Because we prepare, and this is some coach talk. Mm-hmm. But we prepare for every game like it's a championship opportunity, right, Kurt? Exactly. That's our that's our philosophy. That way, when the championship actually comes, it's just a regular game. Is that fair? Because I, I think I, I mean, no, I, I Dave think, trying to start some trouble. No, you no, see no, that no. He's trying to You see him? You see him? Now, here's the thing I find interesting. I feel like because I grew up a Steeler fan and I was watching Bill Cowher and his teams were perennially, you know, they were. 13 and 3 and number 1 seed and they would lose in the playoffs to teams they shouldn't. And my I, my hypothesis is is that he would get the players too jacked up. That he would talk to them like it was an NFL films thing, you know, like <laughs> the the gleam is in you know like they talk like though there were music underneath and everything and he'd get the guys nervous like this is a big opportunity once in a lifetime. And that's not good. It's basic a better attitude is hey, let's go have fun everybody, right? Pete Pete talks like that whether we're playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or whether we're playing the Denver Broncos. The message never changed. We did. You could if you went into one of our team meeting rooms on a Saturday night, you wouldn't know whether it was a Super Bowl or a preseason game. He's, he just talks the same way. In, and when you say he talks the same way, what does he say? Did he give you guys a fiery pregame speech or what? <laughs> Ahead, I wouldn't say talking, a, man. I know you have, man. That's yeah. what you do. That's <laughs> what you do. No, I mean he. I want to say it's like a fiery, you know, uh, pregame speech. He talks to us like we have a relationship. You know, we got guys that stand up, you know, say what they have to say, you know. But I, f- I feel like in those meeting rooms, everybody already knows. 
Does anybody get? But yeah. I mean, you, but like you know, you hear about Newt Rockney or whatever. You know, I don't know who it is. You see the the videos of those guys and people getting emotional. Does is it one of those kind of things? Are people getting misty? Like well, this is my one chance to do no. it, or is it kind of like yeah, let's go do it, let's go well, have fun? You treat every game like it's a championship opportunity, exactly. so that way when it is a championship opportunity, it's normal. It's the same. So it felt like a regular a, game. Yeah, because it was like that at USC, because I covered him when he was yeah. at USC. It was always like a big event, like celebrities walking around. You had Will Ferrell well, would be big there. Big event for you guys, but the players, but yeah, it was a yeah, regular game. But it was yeah. fun, but it yeah. was more festive. It wasn't like, you know, so many times you see these coaches who are just such, you know, disciplinarians, and everything's so tense. But every USC game that I was ever involved in, pre- and post-game, was always just like, like you said, it was all the same. Whether it was a bowl game or they were playing host to Utah State. Didn't matter. That's his philosophy, man. All right. So then the game. It, what What do you do? Because it's a weird start time of the game. You guys never had a game that started at whatever that was five six thirty. <laughs> yeah. It must have been strange for you guys. How do you fill the day? Anything different? What? What? what, what I mean, that's you wake. You woke up what eight o'clock, nine o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I, I probably wake up earlier than that. I'm a morning person. I get up early. I'm like maybe six thirty seven. And then what? You watch TV or what? Yeah. What'd you watch? Uh, I go to first. Thing, I go to sports. Well, when we have late games like that, I, I usually go see a movie. Oh, really? Did you do that on Super Sunday? Yes, I did. And what was it? Um, I went to go see uh, Ride Along. But he didn't eat any popcorn. Oh, you didn't. So that's an <laughs> he important. Didn't eat any popcorn. What's Ride Along? <laughs> no, it's the one with Kevin, Kevin Hart <laughs> and Ice Cube. What's the thing with popcorn? Oh yeah, how well, was that? You didn't drop any passes. That's oh no, joke. yeah, I didn't eat no popcorn. Oh yeah, I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was with you. Yeah, that I, feel, one. I didn't catch that. I was like, yeah, you know, popcorn, I practice every time y'all drop a pass. Yeah. I'm like, y'all went to the movies, you know. Well, okay. I, I didn't catch that. My bad. Was it a good movie? Oh yeah, it was. It was a really good movie. I like to go to movies. I like to chill. Are you able to sit and watch on Super Sunday? I can't imagine sitting there. Or are you thinking the whole time, see, here's what I got to do. I gotta, see, I, I'm not really paying attention see, to the movie. I, 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 when, when it comes to games, I, I, I simplify it. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's more of a mental thing for me, especially. You know, we have a guy um, who works with our team. His name is Mike Gervais, and I was actually with him yesterday. And, um, you know, I, I talk to him a lot about on the mental aspect of the game and just simplifying everything. If you put so much pressure – Talking about, oh, this is the biggest game of my life. It's the Super Bowl. You know, most of the time you, you, you're going to choke. You're going to, you know, you're going to put too much pressure. You're going to put more on it. But I've been playing football ever since I was maybe nine years old in fifth grade. You know, the, the game is still the same. The skill level probably has raised, but it's still the same game. But did it feel different once you – because that's all you hear. And I think there are a lot of cliches thrown around. And by the media, everybody has a bunch of nonsense, and I think most of it is exactly what I just said, nonsense. Do you, because all you, oh, it's a, when they get out on the field, they'll see it's a big difference. Did you sense, oh, this is a weird atmosphere? You know, sorry. Uh, for for me, you know, you, you put so much hype on the Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. it's, the, it's the biggest game. You know, this is what you've been working hard your whole life is to get to this game. And then when you get there, and it's like, you know, you, you do all the media stuff, but you you from watching it and playing in it, I feel like it's totally different. Meaning what? Just the expectations. So once you're in it, it does get into just it feels like a football game. It feels. Yes. And I well, as I said, I don't want to talk about Richard Sherman, but I am intrigued by especially as a teammate of his. Do you guys talk stuff on the field to the other teams What's the meanest thing anyone's ever said to you guys on a football field? 
they're, they're kids that listen to this show. Huh? All so right. Well, you can dance okay. around okay. the mean, the, the nasty that. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've been, you know, people want to kill me. Uh, they're going to murder my mom. What? Yeah. Whoa. Uh, A player says that to you on the field? I yeah, They say that you're gay. You're this. You're th- yeah. Yeah, you get those uh, slurs, too. Will that happen uh, on the field to Michael Sam? Will people say to him, you're gay? I mean, what kind of – that's? I, I, you know what? Yes, I, you, you are correct. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I get people tell me – You, you <laughs> read the news. Yeah. That's true, but people, they want to say the meanest thing to you. Yeah, they don't they, nec- they, they're not necessi- – I don't feel like when people get upset at me and they call me bald, I don't feel that they have a prejudice against bald people. But they're just trying to say something super mean to you to get you upset. Well, uh, you know, I even, I've even um, – Google guys, Google some linebackers, and just so mm. I can know some personal stuff. Oh, look at you! <laughs> I like that. Go. You, you know what you need to game. do? Go. Go to game. their Twitter feed, uh-huh. and then just try to find the most embarrassing things, like the people one, they follow or anything. They one tweet. thing I really do do now. Check this out. Now I haven't told anybody this curse. Okay. Well, you can use world. it. You can use it right now. Okay. So you know you get a lot of like older guys playing on special teams, guys that used to be stars, right? Uh-huh. right? So what you, you do is you have conversations with those guys through the game. <laughs> oh man, you're not starting anymore. Oh. Why not? <laughs> they picking on me. They're picking up. Man, you should be starting. <laughs> man, we we circle you in our room. Man, you're the guy. Man, really, really, all the while, I'm making tackles and making the play. What a great exactly head game because now yeah. he's going back <laughs> to the sideline. Yeah. Hey, coach, can I talk to you about yeah. something? Because exactly. I was just talking, even the other team knows. I mean, you don't, you must not be seeing it because I still am. Exactly. Very you know? clever. I like not that. Older, Cagey you know, stuff. When I get older, you know, start yeah. using your brain yeah. a little more. With me, I, not, too, not too many people say stuff to me. Why know? not? What, I, don't, what? I don't know. I'm, I'm a quiet guy, but if you, if you do start talking, you better hope you better lock me down because if I get any success on that field, <laughs> I'm not going to shut up. And that's just me. I, I don't like to engage in it, mm-hmm. but if you engage in it, just be prepared. So that's the, the most dangerous right there. Well, yeah. I mean, well, see, I talk a lot of stuff when I play pickup basketball yeah. before, <laughs> before it starts. And then, no, we, then, they, then you get, well, but listen, here's why I do it. All right, let's see. It's because once the game is, once you're playing for 10, 15 minutes, then it's clear I'm not good. Yeah. And then people say, why were you talking so much stuff? And I say, because if you take that away, what do I have? Clearly, I have no actual game. Uh-huh. When people say, well, let your, let your actions speak for themselves, like, no. I let my I, speak for I don't have <laughs> I don't have any actions. My actions say I stink. I want to at least have fun talking before the game, right? That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Usually, I, usually I just stay quiet and just well, and then see you score touchdowns and Super Bowls, and I sit here flapping my gums. So I guess we both found our uh, our respective levels there. All right. So then you guys start blowing them out pretty good. At what point do you say, because I said, you know, by like five minutes into the second quarter, I said, you know, I'm sure you guys don't want to be in that frame of mind, but I said to everybody around me, this game's over. Friday. And they, you, I mean, they, I know that Friday. that's the swagger and all that, but do you really feel you. like we, we see something on tape that we're going to beat this? Family. We know we're going to beat this. I know personally, them. just watching their team, and, and I always watch TV copies of games also along with the all 22 copies. Um I just knew they hadn't played a team with our speed and aggressiveness on defense. And it seemed like all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense, relied on Peyton, Peyton scoring points and playing with the lead. 
and I knew our defense wasn't going to allow them to have a big, that big of a lead. And I knew if we scored every time we got the ball, their special teams weren't going to match our special teams. If they kick it to Percy, he's going to take one back. If they punted to Golden, he could possibly take one back. And I knew all of our receivers had return ability. You know what I mean? So when they catch the ball, those guys aren't used to tackling. I mean, I, I have respect for all those guys. Mm-hmm. But if you look in their secondary, those guys did not want to bust a great. And we knew that. So on Friday, I was, you know, I was happy. I don't know if you remember. I was saying, why are y'all looking so sad, dude? We're about to win the Super Bowl. We just had to go play. Did you feel that? I mean, I know, again, leave aside the <laughs> confidence of a professional athlete because I can't relate to it because I don't have it. <laughs> but did you feel like X's and O's? Did you guys as an offensive unit say, wow, there are really some opportunities against that defense. We should really be able to make plays. I just felt like if we executed the way we could, it could have it, it could have been that way, which it was. And, you know, I felt like if we got the running game uh, going, that the passing game, there's going to be a lot of But there was, you know, that's what's crazy. That the thing yeah. that I keep saying is, if you look at the numbers, you would say, well, well that yeah. you know, you would look at it and say, Peyton Manning sets a record, a Super Bowl record yeah. for completions. <laughs> uh, Demarius Thomas catches 13 for like 120 or something, which I think it was a, a record Records. in terms of receptions. And Lynch goes... I think 14 for, for 38 or yards. something like yep. that. So what does that tell you? That numbers mean nothing, clearly. Nothing. It, yep. it's, but it's bizarre, though, right? I mean, they, they, when you look back at those numbers, it's it's amazing that you whip. I would say, well, clearly the Broncos beat you by what, four touchdowns or five? Because yeah, I, I can't but, tell. But, but what, what numbers matter? You can make numbers say whatever you want them to say. The number that matters is 43 to 8. Yeah. Right. It didn't have to be close, and it wasn't. Those could have, well, how many yards you say, Marshawn? Had? 39. 39. Those like could that. have been the most brutal 39 yards. It was. And he that, was, the, the, and he the, was the, one or two blocks away from 80-yard runs. Yeah, and we knew is that, that right? Yeah, we knew that. On, I mean, we got into the locker room at halftime. That was our whole talk on the offensive side about, dude, stick on blocks, man. We're going to bust one. But then these guys just kept scoring, and we ended up right. running the ball. I know you guys are going to kibitz on TV, and there you've been doing it all week on NFL Network. Wait, did Network. you watch the halftime show at all? That's what, what I wanted to ask. No, I did not. Yeah. We, we, we actually practiced our halftime. Yeah. We actually spent time during the week. Is that right? Yeah. How yeah, you cool. You get 30 minutes. We usually yeah. have 12. Right. So uh, we practiced it. We blew the horn in, in Giants facility. You had the first 10 minutes to yourself. The second 10 minutes was uh, for your coaches. And the third 10 minutes, we actually warmed, warmed up, up, cut on the music, got cranked up. It felt like pregame. Yeah. So you got amped again. You got your pregame. Hmm. It's all psychological, man. Pete, Pete and those guys, they're very smart people. Man. How interesting. Yeah. That is good. And did you eat something at halftime? I did. I, you know, I ate a peanut I butter did. and jelly sandwich. I took a shower. A shower? Well, you took a shower? Yeah. How you did you that, take a shower at halftime? How many minutes, minutes dude? Yeah. It was do a long do, time in like, there. Like during the regular like, – In the regular no, season, you don't, have, you don't have time, okay, you don't to, have time But, yeah. you know, from a mental standpoint, you take a shower and you're like, oh, okay, I've started over. It's more mental than anything. So I took the shower and it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm ready to play a game. I feel good. At the, Super Bowl, at the Super Bowl, peanut butter and jelly and showers from <laughs> Michael Robinson. I would have been afraid it would have turned into that Wes Welker commercial. <laughs> you're in the shower too long, you come out, the Super Bowl's over. No. You, you want to no. know what's real special about that, though, is um, right. Uh, it was a couple of days before we even played. I was talking to Sean Alexander, and he was telling, we were talking about it, and I told him that we, we practiced – halftime and he came and he was, we were talking and he was like you know what i i, I wish we would have practiced it too With, so and it, it helped let me tell you, know? you as soon as we got in that locker room everybody knew what to do yeah that's amazing exactly that really we, is an we, amazing we really thing competed during halftime and we were very efficient i mean right on the mark could you hear bruno mars outside we couldn't hear anything no. you couldn't hear it no it was, all we heard was uh rick ross blasting in our speakers you know getting crunk 
What about the – so two weeks prior, you play the 49ers. For you, Michael Robinson, I imagine there's an extra motivation there, the team that cut you and everything else. I asked this of Michael X. Bennett. I ask it of you guys now. Does Pete Carroll dislike Jim Harbaugh and vice versa? <laughs> He's never said it to me. He's, you know, I've never, I've never heard him he say He tells it. you guys stuff. No, I'm telling you the truth, man. He He's never, never come out and said it. Does he say, us. listen, do, do you guys believe in rivalry? Do you believe it's important to have that? Because as, as, you guys are now the two best that you were in 2013, the you, two Dave, best teams. I, I really don't believe in rivalries. I did in college, mm-hmm. but I, I, I've changed. Because why? I really don't. Um, because really – I think it's, it's more Pete's philosophy. You know what I mean? Why why would you get up for a certain game? Sure. What were you doing the other games? Yeah. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like the first year I went to the playoffs ever in my life was 2010 when we squeaked in at 79, beast quake, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we played the first game of the playoffs, and I'm wondering, why why don't I prepare like this every week? I felt like I knew exactly what was going on. And so it cha- it helped me change. I changed my routine during the week in regular season games. Because I wanted to be that prepared all the time. And I think that's what it is. Why have a rivalry game to get up for a game? I'm up every game. Every game's a rivalry game. Everybody we play, yeah, I expect to beat, and I don't like them. That's how I feel on it. What about you, Curse? Chop, chop. But, you know, that's that's cool that you said that. Because I never really thought about that. That's true. Why Why would you get up for just one game? That's a fair point, Michael Robinson, but we fans. The thing is for, for me, I, I you guys need for your media. Yeah, Rivalry is exactly, yeah. for the media and for the fans. Yeah. A lot of players, I mean, again, in college, you get some of those deep rivalries because it's a lot of guys that went to high schools against each other, and now they're going to opposing colleges. But it literally, I, I'm telling you, if you and, and mark my words, if you put the Seattle Seahawks and the San Francisco 49ers in a gym, We'd all hang out and have a good time. Don't say no, that, though. Don't, don't you on, see that's team. bad for the NFL? <laughs> it's the it's same good we team, want you. Though. I'm just telling you. I know, but that's same. not good. You know what, Kamish Goodell? I, really, I think Kamish Goodell, and I'm not kidding you, Kamish Goodell should go to every team and say, listen, guys, even if you like each other, <laughs> you should never say it publicly. Because well, it's good. like WWE. Well, we want to know that you guys don't but, like but, each but other. See, here, here's the thing. You, you say that. You say we don't like each other, but at the end of the day – at the end of the 2010 season, we have a lockout, and it's us against them. That's mm-hmm. why I think you guys are okay. more that way since the lockout. <laughs> you is. guys celebrate each other each more. Other. You have to. We're in this thing together. All right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to jive you. I don't love that. You know, that's I, 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 whatever gets you right for the game is is uh, is whatever does it for you. Um, I had one more question. Yes, Black Tie. Before these guys head out of here, I wanted to know, because I've contended for the last couple of seasons here, that Russell Wilson – Throws the sexiest deep ball in the league. When he when he when he launches it, it looks good in the air, right in the bucket. Jermaine, you've caught a few of those balls. Is is that true or not? Um, how good is Russell Wilson's deep ball? I think. Oh wow, that that, that that's weird. <laughs> that whole question was weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not the gonna, even, I'm not gonna even speak on that. Hey, I'm but Russell that's Wilson. Weird. No, yeah, I, 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 I think I think we're Russell. <laughs> you hear that? That's he Russell, Russell himself. Yeah. Hey, I'm Russell Wilson, and I throw a sexy deep ball. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he actually so said that? Him. Yeah, I'm going to call him. He that was said him? that? Yeah, that was that's him. him. Let's call, call him right him. now. When I'm going to call from him. Your, no, no, no. Okay, I'll say that? call him. No. Call him on the phone, Michael Robinson. <laughs> call him and ask him. Say, where, where'd you get this ego? What is you know? a sexy deep ball? What does a sexy deep ball look like? What's sexy about Tight a deep spiral, ball? spiral, nice arc, because you know it's short, so he has to step back and launch that. You know, he has yeah. over the you know, tall line. 
It just looks good, man. I'm just saying. I mean, in slow-mo NFL film, slow-mo cam, so, Jermaine. You, so you're saying Peyton Manning throws a obese, uh, <laughs> little wobbly, uh, little out of shape ball? Or, yeah, a little, little out of shape, a little, little shape, wobbly. Yeah. Okay, I can dig it. <laughs> Sexy deep ball. It's weird. Yeah, it yeah. is. I don't think it's. Uh, I think it's untoward <laughs> yeah. for for a grown man to talk that way about uh, the way another man throws a ball. I mean, yeah. again, he said it himself. Yeah. All right, so that's it. Now listen. I want you guys to enjoy your off season. I don't want you to do this nonsense of working out tomorrow. You know, you'll never be time for that. When the sun comes out in April, then you start working out. For the next couple months, go out, eat dinner. Have you noticed? I'm not asking for any lurid tales. Have you noticed that women like you better now? Uh, yeah, my wife is all over me. Even no, though. you know what I mean. I'm not saying that you would say anything to them, but do you find that you're suddenly more attractive to women? Um, Shamika, no. I, the women do not come up to me even Curse. more. My girlfriend thinks I'm very attractive. Oh, uh, look at there who plays go, it Curse. safe. There you go, baby. Oh, high we got to go home. We got to go home. What's happened to my NFL? <laughs> this is high fives over. All right. <laughs> Just a heads up, guys. We got a very special guest coming in in like in about a minute or so. For, we for do? Tommy. Yeah, we do. Well, yeah, he we need do. to hurry up. Is it Russell Wilson? I know who it is. He it's a Seattle Seahawks. I'll tell you that much. All right, well. Oh, I'd rather be Colin Kaepernick since apparently Michael Robinson wants a glad <laughs> hand with him. <laughs> They're best friends. <laughs> They're Say such it. good pals. Oh. oh, we love hanging no. out. You see how Some, they take it to the extreme? Yeah. Some yeah. poor guy who works at the fish market. Hey, hey look who it is. Yeah. It's my main yeah. man, Amon Brooks. Hey, yeah. give me a hug. We did oh. play against each other in the state championship a couple times, though, me and Amon. That's crazy. <laughs> Um, it's like it is. It's the weird. Like when I was a little kid, I got I got uh, tickets to go to a, a a house show, a wrestling house show, yeah. and it was the ones with Ric Flair and all those guys. And love I'm in the I'm in the front row, just going crazy. One of the Rock and Roll Express threatens to beat me. I'm 12. <laughs> he threatens to beat me up, and then you go up to the Forum Club, and there's Ric Flair hobnobbing with the guy who. Did, I'm like, but I was. But you were, and you guys, you just hang out. Like I don't want, I don't blow, don't blow the kayfabe. At least just pretend. Like yeah. I want you guys when the game ends, just walk your separate ways. Like baseball does it. Baseball does it. They don't go out and shake hands when a team wins. That one team goes out to the mound. The other team stays in the dugout. At least, I mean, they probably go out and congratulate them in other ways at some other point. Leave that backstage. Okay. We don't want I mean, to see I, that I on guess stage. We can. I, I guess we can. But, you know, it's, it's tough, man, you know, because at the end of the day, we're all NFL players. I understand. You know? We're all human beings. Okay, yeah. we're, we're rooting for everybody. Yeah. What did you guys <laughs> think? Let's, let's boil it down. While we're yeah. waiting on this special guest, what did you think of Colin Kaepernick's throw in the early part of the third quarter against you guys where he jumped up off his feet and threw that strike? Oh, the one um, to Anquan? For yes. Touchdown? What a, yeah, that's, that's backyard, man. That's backyard. We used to, we used to play uh, a two hand touch in the street. That's our guys used to play, man. That's <laughs> that's that's big time. There's not a lot of guys who who, who can make that throw. I'll uh, go so far I'm, as to I'm say the ba- I, I, one of the top ten plays I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty big. It he was, was up off his feet and he yeah. drilled the throw from thirty yards. I didn't see it. Really? No, I didn't see it. Oh. Uh, oh. Look oh. at this. Cavalcade of Lord hogs. Jesus. Bobby Wagner. Hey, hey, we, Bobby. Hey. Oh, Lord Oh, hey, Jesus. how's it going, Bobby? Hey, Bobby Wagner. Hey, what, just a what a time. What a time, Ray. He got, it, he, he, he got his clickety-clacks on. Ooh. Ooh. Look at him. Hey. Would you tell it, Sue? Uh. Like you. Mm-mm. You ain't look like Mac on a ball and shorts and a 
Ladies and gentlemen, the latest Super Bowl champion from the Seattle Seahawks. We go Michael X. Bennett. We go Michael Robinson, Jermaine Kearse. And here he is now, Bobby Wagner. This is Adam, and I'm Dave. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Studio 66. How are you doing, sir? Let me crash your party. Oh, certainly. Certainly, yeah. You're the guy, man. Nah, not far from Ninja Turtle, man. I'm just trying to be like you, man, when I grow up. No. Trying to be like you when I grow up. This what happened, Wagner? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't want to interrupt. You guys, Kibitz, you haven't seen each other in a while. I, right? I seen yeah, Bobby we last week. Oh, you Because you know what? Yeah, I, as, I'm, as Bobby Wagner walks in, I'm thinking you guys are doing a bit like, oh, hey, we haven't seen you. But in fact, you're human beings who yeah. go about your own lives <laughs> yeah. and probably haven't seen each other. Hey. You don't just travel around in a bus no, not together. You're going to no. be, be mad at me because I, I had got a question about your birthday. I got it wrong, and I was just with you. Oh, chop chop! Uh, at, least, at least I let you know right now. So I mean, I, I respect that, but that, that's kind of messed up. But I mean, if you ask me what, if, ask me. To yeah, when my birthday? You, I don't know. All right, cool. But still, <laughs> there, there's an In-N-Out <laughs> burger around the corner. You should get him a milkshake. Both that, of them, actually. Yeah. What's it? What's uh, What's Jermaine Curse's favorite ice cream flavor? Bobby Wagner. Probably vanilla. No. Why would you say that? Vanilla. That's an insult I to say probably vanilla. That sounds like a dig, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. I'm going to let y'all yeah, handle no. that one. I'm, I'm going to keep that yeah. one to myself. Let's just say it's chocolate. Chocolate for future reference. And if you want to give him a treat. <laughs> if you want to give him a special treat, you give him a chocolate shake. That's what he likes. That's, that's his favorite. That's his uh, drink of choice there. I don't know where we're going with this, man. All right, let's talk about this. That's a celebration. I want to know about this celebration. After the Super Bowl, Pete Carroll gives you guys a big speech. You you dance around, whatever, in the locker room. Then what? What happens, Bobby Wagner? He goes and he parties until the He does? Yes. Yeah. Well, these two, they just uh, called their uh, their lady friends and apparently just, uh, you know. I, I have a you. wife. I don't teach This is my wife. Right, your wife. Yeah, yeah, his wife. He, he his <laughs> wife. Well, he's still your lady, lady friend. friend. Wife. She's still your friend, right? She's my wife. She's your best friend. My best friend. Yes. So she's kudos. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Thanks for helping me out, man. <laughs> so you got. So you he got go- like that. <laughs> What'd you do, Bobby Wagner? I want to hear details. Where did you go? You go out to a bar or what? Nah, we just uh. Sell- I went to celebrate with the uh, with the team, and then after that, I went to the club. To a club, yeah, by yourself or with some friends, nah, with some, I mean, with some teammates, teammates, friends, everybody. everybody How late everybody. does the night go? Uh, You're in bed by. Bobby, I hope. Oh, I was in. I was in bed by uh, one three day. or so. Well, by one o'clock. Yeah, Good. Yeah, That's one, reasonable. Yeah, yeah. the next day, PM. Bobby, I got. <laughs> Bobby, I got to ask here because there was talk about Von Miller. He apparently got bounced at one of the clubs you guys are partying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he did get bounced, but look, hey, hold on. Oh, he he ended up getting in though. I can't lie. Von Miller saying, was see, in the club. I saw him. This it is was, what I'm talking that, about, Michael Robinson. You what? don't let Von Miller into your party. Hey, man, you know, he's an NFL player. Oh, I don't want that. We just clear. Yeah, I thought I made myself clear. You're going to get this rule. Hey, man, hey, man, I'm, I, this is a political campaign for me right now, guys. I you see. Know, you don't know. I see what Michael Robinson's up to. He's yeah. got his own agenda. Let, let me oh, ask you this. Huh? I'm no. going to go. Oh, I want to ask you guys this real Some quick. Be climbing in the NFL right now. Before you go, the most important question of all. Well, two. First of all, if a team comes to L.A., what should it be called? Start with you, Bobby Wagner. Uh, the Los Angeles Wagners. Okay. That's inter- I mean, it would be weird if you weren't on it. <laughs> yeah. If, it, if you weren't on it, it would be weird for you to play them. There's I a mean, precedent, you know. 
I mean, I'm, I'm around, so that's good enough. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Michael Robinson. How say you? Ooh, uh, I don't know. You have no idea. I call it the airport, LAX. What? LAX Dream. Be weird. Uh, LAX, LAX Dream. Yeah. The last <laughs> professional football championship team out of Los Angeles. I, I like that. How about this? I, I think it has to be something like relevant to the state, wouldn't you think? I think mm-hmm. that's best. Although, do any of you guys know what a Seahawk is? A Seahawk. I know, but is there such a, a beast that actually exists on well, the face we, we, of the We have this bird. That's the eagle that flies over us, right? Yeah. We have we have this eagle that every Friday when we're mm. at practice, he flies over. Every Randomly. Yeah, no, it's not like a, that's a spot. Every single Friday for the last four years, I've been there. sits at the same spot. sits in the same spot and flies across our practice field every that's, Friday. That's Seahawk. When's the last time you talked to Matt Flynn? Do you feel like, um, does he get a chunk? Does he get a piece of the pie, like kind of thing? For For the Super Bowl. He was on the team. Oh, I guess it's a year ago. So his release was prior to 2013. So he gets no piece of the pie. He played for six teams last year. Yeah, that's true. And this, but he was on the a, roster at the start of the we year. Got him right? started this year. And we no. got him a t-shirt. Yeah, got a t-shirt. <laughs> did Bosworth come by? I thought that would have been fun. <laughs> I didn't see him. If he did, that's <laughs> getting well, paid. Bobby, guys. <laughs> didn't see him. No, I didn't see him. All right, all right. You go, Michael Robinson, Jermaine Curse, the late edition, the re- the surprise guest, Bobby Wagner. Go out. You guys are all on TV tonight. All on uh, Total Access on NFL Network? Yep, we all own it. Yes, indeed. It's been a wonderful time. Muzzle tub to you all. I'm happy for you. Some of the nicest guys in the NFL, one of the nicest organizations. There they go. Soon they'll have their rings. But what I like is that they're going to enjoy themselves. They're not going to go do a workout or any of that nonsense like uh, Earl Thomas. Right. That's a little too much. That's uh, the guy. Know, that's, that's Rest your... on your laurels. That's well, a message I'd like to have, share. When I was a youngster, there was a, a family up the street, and every August, there were two brothers. They would have to start school prep that in August. Like, they would every morning, they'd have to spend three hours doing Like, the rest of us were out there playing hoops or doing whatever we were doing. They had to spend three hours doing schoolwork before, a month before school even started. I don't know. I mean, they, they both, they're both captains of industry, and they both make a ton of money, so maybe they were on to something. But they're there, not but, happy. But, That's the point. But I, my eight-year-old Adam was much happier than they were. I, 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 it's funny. I had a lot of other questions I would like to have gotten to, and yet after 25, 30 minutes with those fellows, I, didn't, I feel like we barely got to, to the tip of the iceberg. But you know what, Rank? There's no time to stop here because... It can't get bigger. Black Tie's waving the finger. You know what that means. That's why he cut it off. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let's get to him. Number 69. All right, Rank. Here he is. We fell very much in love with him with only just one phone call. He's never even graced us with his physical presence here in Studio 66. Just the same. He did come down as one of the finalists for the 2013 Shecky Award for Best Football Play and Guest. Here he is, everybody. It's Jared Allen. What's the poop, fella? Hey, how are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing fine. Better than uh, now that we're speaking to you and uh, not as good as you because you're going to be in Hawaii coming up here for the first annual Helping Heroes Hawaii Golf and Gala benefiting your wonderful charity, Homes for Wounded Warriors. Tell us more about it. Uh, yeah, you know, we have a great um, you know, great golf tournament set up out there and uh, Luau on Friday night and my foundation, what we do is we build and remodel homes, make them handicap accessible for our wounded vets coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan. And 
I'm actually on my way home right now from just handing the keys over to one of our recipients. We just finished one of our houses in Arizona, and uh, we have four more projects in the works. So uh, things are going good, and uh, we figured we might as well. we got a bunch of friends in Hawaii. Hawaii has been great to me as far as Pro Bowls and stuff like that. And, um, you know, with, with having such a huge military presence there, we want to put on an event there and raise some money and then hopefully do a house over there. It's an awesome charity. I praise you sincerely for it, and uh, and good for you and, and and all the great work you're doing there. I love how you snuck in that little tidbit of, oh, yeah, there's a big mil- military presence in Hawaii. That's why we're doing it over there. <laughs> you know what? I would love to say, you know, um, there's more reasons to it, but there's that. And then, like I said, my buddies over there, are, uh, they wanted to put one on over there, and I'm not going to make an excuse <laughs> you know, or find a reason not to go to Hawaii. You know what I mean? I hear you. <laughs> I was going to say there's military bases in the California desert. You know, there's one in Yermo. <laughs> I'm sure they would be. They'd be yeah, appreciative. Yeah, they they, 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 there's like bases. See, over in Hawaii, they have all four major branches. Ah, very present. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we figured, you know, why not? And you know, we always give active and retired military, you know, discounts and stuff like that. So all of our events usually have a good military presence as far as all branches, and uh, we really like to include the service and what we're doing, and. Uh, that way they can support their uh, their wounded coming home as well. All right, listen, we love kibitzing with you, and uh, so let's get to it. The last time we spoke, you ran through, we went through all the NFL mascots and which one you could and could not beat in a fight. Let's talk about this. There's a chance, eventually, I would think it's a pretty good chance, that L.A. is going to get a football team. Lay it on us. What should that team be called? Oh, goodness. Um, we can't have the Rams. You can't have unless it is the Rams, uh, the Raiders. You know what? Let's see. What I mean, I don't know the uh, the L.A. movie stars. I don't. What else are you going to put there? That ain't know. bad. That was, that was lame. That was no, lame. no, no. Here's what you could do. You could go Hollywood stars. Then it makes sense. Hollywood stars, or you could do like the L.A. jellyfishes. There are a lot of jellyfishes there. <laughs> there are. Yeah, I'm not a marine. I'm not a marine biologist, but I'm assuming there's some jellyfish. There. there are a lot of there are a lot of animals that are so creepy and unlikable that you couldn't name your team out because you want it to be a fierce beast. But if it's too if it's too much, then nobody wants. Like you couldn't be the leeches, you couldn't be the cockroaches, you couldn't be the tapeworms. You know, jellyfishes sting. They well, that's vicious. true. That's not and bad. If a jellyfish stings on you. You have to pee on it to make you go away. That's kind of gross. So I mean, that's pretty vicious. In my all right, fair enough. The jellyfish is it shall be. That would make an unusual sack dance. <laughs> <laughs> New sack dance for 2014. Jared actually Allen. incorporate that anyways. I want to talk about the free agency thing, actually, because who knows where you're going to be coming up in 2014. But real quick, it occurred to me, Jared Allen, as we talk about name things, are you the most famous Jared ever? Uh, I, that I do not know. Um, I don't consider myself that famous. So, uh, well, you are. I'm sure, I'm guar- I guarantee there's somebody out there way cooler than me. Well, th- let me tell you, there's Jared from Subway, you know, the guy who lost all the weight. He, the- he, uh, you already named one. You're He's more famous now. than him. I looked up his Twitter I feed. He's got number- burgers and fries, and now I'm down to a smaller size. That phrase <laughs> coined forever. I mean, that dude, that dude crosses generations. I, as soon as I retired, you know, there'll be a new me. Someone will come along, and they'll forget all about me. But you're never going to forget Subway. <laughs> well, what about there's the, then there's Jared the Jewelers, you know, like he went to Jared, that guy. Do you there's consider that flattering or an insult when you hear that? 
Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think, I just, I'm just glad he spells his name the same way I spell it. Yeah, that's true. And then, <laughs> and then there's Jared Leto, the actor who might be more famous than you if he wins the Academy Award this year. Yeah, probably for uh, probably nominated for Dallas Buyers Club, right? Oh, look who's been watching his progressive mm. indie films. I like it. So I think Matthew McConaughey should absolutely win hands down, win an Academy Award for that because the amount of weight he lost, how skinny he was in that movie. I mean, that that is pure dedication to a role. Yeah, but that's, a, you know, I have a bone to pick with that because everybody says what a terrific acting performance that is. That's not acting. That's just, that's physically transforming yourself, starving yourself. That's not, that's not acting. That, that's becoming. That acting isn't that committing to the role, though? Now, that's committing to the role, Jared Allen. But it is not become. It's not. You're actually physically becoming that guy. You're not acting like him. You're you're becoming True. that. True. It was just. It was just impressive that he was able to do that. True. It's it's really not acting. It's, it's metamorphosizing. It's a commitment. I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk hey. about this free agency jazz here. What? Where are you going to be in 2014? Should tell me this. What? Why should the Vikings want Jared Allen back in 2014? Oh, you know what? I, I, I don't. I don't really like talking about myself. I'll let the uh, the experts deal with that. Okay, then and talk the about honest, Jared from the Subway. Then about is, is I don't. I haven't even been thinking about it. I've been enjoying the free time with my family, and uh, I tell I tell everybody the cool part about being you know a free agent is nobody can call you until March. Phone doesn't ring. So yeah, I was just going to join some time with the family, hanging out, and, uh, and, and getting ready to, to see what happens. And I can honestly say that I, I'm just, that this process has been stress-free. Uh, you know, I, I just know the Lord's going to put me where I'm supposed to be, and um, and, and, we'll, and we'll handle, we'll cross bridges when they come. I'm, I'm sure I'll have talks with, with everybody that I'm going to have talks with, or anybody who's interested in, in me. So uh, the, the chips will lie where they may. But I, you know, as far as why anybody should want me, I feel like I'm still, uh, you know, at can still produce at a very high level. I think, um, you know, I'm in great shape. I'm healthy. Uh, you know, still know how to play this game and, and play it effectively. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to go out and, uh, you know, I still got goals I want to accomplish. I want to hopefully win a Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, Strahan's record still lingering, lingering hmm. out there. So, got to try to get back and grab that. Is that one of the things that weighs heavily on an offer that comes in? For instance, if somebody might offer more money as opposed to a team that maybe that excuse me might be perceived to be closer to a Super Bowl title at this stage of your career is that what's going to be most important for you? I don't know. I mean, that's obviously the uh, the ultimate goal in team sport, right? Is to win a world championship. Um, you know, obviously, there's going to be a lot of factors that weigh on my mind as far as you know, you know family and system and, and and all that stuff. So uh, you know, but again, I, it, it, that's obviously where I want to get to, and uh, but I don't think. You know, I think this league is so unpredictable enough that you can't like you can't sit there and hand pick. Otherwise, every free agent would try to hand pick where they're going to go to win a Super Bowl. But uh, but yeah, you do want you do want to look for consistencies in winning and uh, and 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 see where the right fit is. And it, you know, I think it's, it's kind of like buying a home. You know, you, you walk through enough, and then eventually one just kind of speaks at you. You're kind of like, I think you know, it just feels right. I think that's what the fit's going to be. And um, yeah, I don't know where it's going to be. And so we'll start that process when the times do. How much more would the Browns or Jaguars have to offer you over anybody else for you to go there? <laughs> Double? Triple? I, I don't know. Look, I mean, look at the Niners. The Niners went 6-10, and they've been in, like, every NFC championship game since. So, uh, you know, a lot can happen. And, 
you know, but, but we'll see. Are you been watching the Olympics at all? And then we'll let you go. I just no, what I haven't, and I'm disappointed. I, I usually love the Olympics. Um, and you get to watch like events like curling that you never usually watch. Yeah. And uh, but I haven't watched one lick of the Olympics. And um, I'm, I'm going to pretend like that's my patriotic duty because it's in Russia. I don't know. Yeah, I, you know we're as a nation lagging in the the uh, luge and bobsled. I think Jared Allen, you, me, and Rank here could decide tomorrow. Hey, let's go be on the four man bobsled. We could pick up anybody on our way over to Sochi, and we could compete in that event. Who does? Who are the? What are the? What are the guys in the second and third seats in the bobsled do, do? They do nothing. They get to ride along with the guy who steers. I think they're the pushers. No, they're, they're pushers, not the right? put. The guy in the back pushes. The two in are just along for the ride. So you're really saying it should be a two-man sport. You know who uh, Fred Evans, one of my teammates, mm-hmm. his sister is actually competing in the Olympics in the, uh, the two-woman bobsled team. Oh, really? See, I th- now two-man, yeah. that's two, admirable. That makes, yeah, that you can't sense. be a zero on the two-man or two-woman bobsled team, but you can certainly be dead weight in the two and three chairs. Oh, you do? Why do they even have it? Why if they have the one know. and two, if they I have the two-man? sport, but, uh, but I, I, definitely, I definitely see your argument, and I'm going to research what their, what, their, uh, what their purpose is. All right, listen. Although, you know, if, if you got to go back to the most famous bobsled movie ever, which is Cool Runnings. Yes. Right? And I have to, I have to believe all four of those guys are vital to the team. I'm glad that's the most famous bobsled. You had to qualify it with that. It's definitely in the top five. Like we can't bobsledding movies. I don't want you to get all those bobsledding <laughs> movies. It's like talking about the best movie about the Grenada conflict. That's, that's Heartbreak Ridge. By Heartbreak the way. Ridge with Heartbreak. Clint Eastwood. I couldn't uh, conjure I, I the name of it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have it. I didn't have it either. <laughs> all right, listen. Jared Allen, our time has been brief, too brief in my book. I want you to go have a wonderful time with your wonderful event coming up February 20th to the 22nd. Turtle Bay Resort is the place. Go to HelpingHeroesHawaii.com, and it's a great charity overall. Jared Allen's Homes for Wounded Warriors, helping uh, guys who deserve it and, and women who deserve it as much as anybody on the, uh, you know who uh, walked the big blue marble here. The first annual Helping Heroes Hawaii Golf and uh, Gala coming up. The great Jared Allen. Hey, get out. If you've got so much free time, Allen, get out here to L.A., and we'll kibitz here in 66, and we'll cover all the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> you forgot I said free time with my family. Which uh, no free time. All right. We're not <laughs> family now? <laughs> All right, Jared Allen. Uh, have a good time with your family, and we look Thanks, forward to guys. seeing where Thanks, you guys. land uh, this spring. There he is, the great Jared Thanks. Allen. And, again, let me give you that uh, that uh, website. It's help. I mean, it's so abrupt. It was as He's though like, he okay, okay. just hung up and up with those, uh, <laughs> with those two doofs already. Helping he Heroes gone. Hawaii. Dot com is the uh, is the very fine event he does there. The the jellyfish dance, that's pretty good. The only problem with that is, are they the fishes? Are they the jellyfishes? Because I don't like, as you know, I don't like a team name that doesn't end in S. Mm-hmm. And so are you the fishes or are you the fish? Would they be? The jellyfish, yeah. Because you're the because then the Pisces in the uh, in the fish that saved Pittsburgh were the Pittsburgh Pisces, but was that always a fish that saved Pittsburgh, or was it in was it essentially the fishes that saved Pittsburgh? I don't even know what's grammatically sound and jumping to something was completely that the one with different. Dave Kaplan, yes, where he played a coach. And yeah, he had like a bunch of. You've never seen the fish that saved Pittsburgh. 
Shame on you. Excuse me. Gabe Kaplan, you know, it's not like it uh, begins and ends with, uh, well, begins with Welcome Back, Cotter, but that's right. not where the story ends for Gabe he's, Kaplan. He's still doing uh, World Series of Poker stuff. Wow, yes, he, he has changed careers, but before that, he was doing... One of the Van Pattens does the poker stuff, too. Did you ever see, uh, what was it, Fast Break? Fast I think it was what, Break. I think it was called Fast Break, yeah, okay. probably around about 80, around 1980-ish. Michael fine... Warren was in that? Yes, I think so. Okay. I think Michael Warren was in that picture. And mm. so you had that one, and then you have the, the picture you just mentioned. And then, of course, he was a regular on Battle of the Network Stars. Yes, they start. They show those on ESPN Classic. So there's one of him when they did a paddling thing, right? Like, and and they were in an inflatable little canoe thing, uh-huh. and it was just in a swimming pool though. Yeah, they would do it. And I forget who he's going against. I think it's Robert Conrad for some reason is in my he head. He had the running one. I saw that one like a couple of weeks ago. Where well, they were... he he Gabe Kaplan falls out of his inflatable canoe uh-huh. in Battle of the Network Stars, and cannot get back into it. For, I mean, a solid 45 seconds. And it's one of the funnier things you'll ever see. I encourage you to dig it up. Anyway. They would never do that now. Like, you could never get, like, Josh Dumas. No, why can't we do that? You know? Have a sense of humor. Everyone's egos, you know? You see it it a lot of times when, you know, players are walking through here, too, is that, you know, like, their publicists are there, like, shaking their heads. Like, Mm -hmm. we had uh, Malcolm Smith going down uh, on the stage doing a little thing called Explain Yourself. Where, you know, I went through his Twitter feed. Oh, I saw it. I thought it was delightful. A delightful idea. We started it here. We did it with Victor Cruz a couple of episodes ago. And I said, oh, this will be something fun to do with these guys who come through. And if they have a pretty nice. It's at NFL.com is what you're saying. It's it's, you go through Twitter related issues, things that they've said, people they follow and you take them to task. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah. Like he does. he, He said he wasn't a Lakers fan. But I had saw that he had followed. He follows Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. catching him off guard. Mm-hmm. I want an explanation. I want an explanation of how a name can be so lacking in uh, in famous associations. Jared, Jared. Allen, Jared. I mean, Jared Leto is as good as you could ever do in the history of the name Jared and Fogel. Who's Jared? Oh, Jared from Subway. See, that's the thing, though. Nobody knows his, how famous can he be if you don't know his last name. If it weren't for Jared the Jeweler. Mm-hmm. Really, that name? I mean, Jared Allen. I mean, I, I think I'd be proud if I were him. He's the fam- most famous person to have that name, maybe, with the possible exception of Allen and the hoagie guy. All right, so that's it. We've said it all, I feel like. Black Tie, you want to wrap it up here? Yeah, let's do it. All right, thanks to thanks to everybody for joining us today. Black Tie Behind the Glass, Adam Rank. One last time, we'll mention HelpingHeroesHawaii.com. Jared Allen, providing homes for the wounded warriors. Make sure you contribute there if you have anything to do. And uh, we'll be back with more Hui and Applesauce later on. Yes, yes, sir. Uh, can, I, can I plug my show at the Bray Improv on February 26th at 8 p.m.? No, no. we got to go. Sorry, can't, we got to go. I can't mention um, that I'll just, be at the Bray I, like Improv. I said last episode, I turned okay. to leave. Go ahead, Adam. Oh, uh, no, no, it's okay. Plug your show. I will not. I don't have to plug my show at the Bray Improv on February 26th, which will be at 8 o'clock, and fans can get in for free if they just reach out to me on Twitter. Actually, show up at the box office, say you're on my list, and you're as good as in. I'd like to promote it, but I just can't I, do I, it. I don't think philosophically it's the right thing to Fair do. Enough. I'm sorry. All right, Fair so. So with that being not said, <laughs> we'll be back with more Hui and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling 
tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.